All right, and we're back for another episode coming in. I'm just going rogue on these ones, folks. There's, there's no more episode numbers, no more structure. I'm just having a guest, whoever the hell I want. And with that being said, my best friend again, Goosey. What's going on, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me back. That's all right. I'm I'm glad that you're you're back with a uh, with a with a thing to promote that we're gonna get into later on. Yes, but, back uh, with a purpose. Right. So, uh, but what's what's going on? What's uh, how's life been for you? Life is good. It's busy. Um, but I don't like when people say busy when I ask them how their life's going. So it's been it's been it's been busy in that it's been full. My days are full, but um, I'm not complaining about any of it. It's all full with basically things I want to do. So that's great because I know uh, last time when you were on, we were talking about how you were working for that uh, gym app. Well, I mean, you were doing the personal training thing, and then the app coincided with the training. Yep. So I know that you there was that you were doing, and then you still got your freelance photography going yep. on, which is awesome. That. So I mean, like, yeah, you're just a man of, of many hats. Yeah. I will say. yeah. Plus, you're still yeah. doing uh, plus uh, grad school, right? That's that's also doing. Grad school well. is in full swing. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's fun. I uh, forget. Did we did we talk about the whole? Um, the whole thing how we met in college that's blossomed into this friendship. Did we discuss that on air? I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, well, fuck it. We'll just say it again. So <laughs> I feel I feel like no, we did. Didn't it turn to the clip? Oh, yeah, it was the whole thing where that's how we met. But I don't know about the the actual. No, with with the Jack Daniels, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's in the last episode. Like, I'm, no, like, that's, I'm pretty sure you were just talking about how you transferred in. You met me and I knew everybody to do. But we didn't talk about the flask. <laughs> that, oh. was, that was not part of the clip. <laughs> that's true. All right. Yeah, you can go. Ahead. You can. I thought we talked about this. But if you want to give the quick summary. Oh, OK, so anyway, we had two classes back to back in the same room in the same building. It was history and then public health. Just right. right. And uh, so I would be I was, you know, not the best of health conscious person back in my college days. I was young and invincible, I thought. So I was going out for a smoke break in between the classes and Goose had my class. You know, he was he was in the class. And I was like, hey, buddy, like, uh, can you just watch my shit? Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go over. You're like, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. So all right, cool. Because I traveled light. I did. I, I was wearing a suit. I didn't give a shit about the book bags. I had like an iPad and like a notebook to my name when I was uh, going. That's how I did college, folks. Really unprofessionally. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was that. And so I would go out, have a cigarette, come back up, and then I would take my flask out. And I would say, hey, man, like, thanks for, you know, watching my shit. Do you want to take a swig? And, of course, Goose being the real person that's, you know, has never encountered an Asian man in a suit in a, in a fucking 9 o'clock class uh, offering him whiskey. Uh, you're like, yeah, sure, buddy. That's that's totally a thing that's happening right now. Yeah, no, I'll I'll pass. So I'm like, okay, well, well whatever. So then, you know, time keeps going by. I think, like, what? Like, we do it for, like, a couple weeks? Yeah, a couple weeks. And then eventually you're like, all right, fine. Like, whatever. Fine, I'll take a swig. And then I pass you the flask, and you you sniff it. You're like, what the fuck? You're like, that's whiskey. I'm like, I don't lie, bitch. Yeah, I we- thought this was just some weird dude <laughs> drinking, like, like Kool-Aid out of a flask or something. And, and then already class. I was like, oh, no, this man is drinking uh, whiskey out of a out of a flask at, at 9 o'clock in the morning in public health class. Yeah, that was me, baby. That was uh, those were the days. <laughs> those yeah. were the days. Uh, yeah. No wonder why my body's the way that it is now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, that that was. Oh man, that felt like so long ago. But I mean, I mean, kind of now. I yeah, would say. yeah. It's, it is even almost, almost ten years ago. 
Jesus Christ, man. This is uh time is a cruel mistress. It comes for us all. That's for sure. I'm sorry. I wish you could see the look on my face right now. So we just moved into a new apartment and we've been like kind of, you know, putting things together, decorating, whatever. We moved in about a month ago and everything's pretty much put together. But every once in a while, you know, let's put this here. My wife. My lovely wife. Your your lovely wife, who also is Asian. Who, who well, you she's, she's half half Asian, half Malaysian. Half Malaysian. Um, I was like, man, up, you miss me that much? God damn. <laughs> she put up I just noticed this. There's a sign now on my cupboards that says, Our hearts will always be at home in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> hey. Guess, Bitch, I am from Scranton. Okay. <laughs> guess whose heart is not in Scranton, Pennsylvania? Well, it's her heart. Well, her heart is. is in Scranton. And I have a sign in my house now that says, okay, you know what? You, I think we're, it we're must... going off. We're going off brand here for this podcast. And I apologize. We're just going to rant about things in my apartment. But I don't, we, don't give a we shit. need a giant I pizza New Haven sign to go up for that. Or something. Sign wars. I feel like that's the only, that's the it's only thing possible. now in married life. You got to do like, okay, she put in something. Let me find something equally as fucking. <laughs> Because this was not, she did not consult you about putting this thing. It was just one of those things. Like, oh, putting it up. So now no. you're like, okay, well. No, as, as a married as a married man, you don't get consulted about decorations. They just kind of appear. Yep. So there you go. But now you got to strike back with something else. You had to get. Yeah. I think. Uh, so what do you think? If you want to do a New Haven Pizza thing, because I'll start looking up shit right now. See like what we can. Elena used to sell those things, but let's I, let's keep this podcast on track about what we were supposed to talk about or the stuff we're we're talking about. That's <laughs> hey, all right. This is not a, a Goose's apartment decor podcast. That'll be on next week. Yeah, that, you're right. Yeah, that'll 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 once we, once we get the whole thing fleshed out, we'll, we'll get it. Yeah. We'll get a whole yeah. segment going for it. Uh, let's see. So let's go with our first roll then, since we got yes. we'll, we want to move this along. I know you got somewhere to be, so this might be a shorter episode than y'all expect. But y'all are getting three episodes this week, so suck it. Oh, nice. That's fine. Uh, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good on time. I'm good on time. Okay. Uh, we got fifteen. All right. Fifteen is if you had to name a chapter in your life right now, what would it be called? Ooh, so like the the current chapter that's happening, because where the hell did this sign come from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, they're, 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 they can have so many meanings, right? Like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chapter for this the the past sixty seconds. Um, ooh, that's a good one. It would have to be something like something that has to do with my days are really full. Um, because that's been like a common theme in my life lately. It's like, I'm just having one of those things where for the past like month, it's like I leave the house at five 30 in the morning and I get back at 10 30 at night. And, uh, so it's gotta be like, yeah, I don't know. Something full, full something. It'd probably be a pun. Cause I would probably I'd have to make, it have to be funny or punny. It has to be for, yes. um, let's see, dude, remember when we were doing uh Gerber's class? And it was yeah. our bi- autobiographies. Yeah. So like I, I I had a lot of chapter chapter names for that, but it was like, oh it yeah I'm going back to it wasn't anything in the now it was all like shit that you know because I can think of shit for the past but like going through shit right now like, that that's an interesting one yeah it is uh, let's see so you you'd want to make it short sweet to the point punny uh, mm. I don't know my mine would just be something like. I don't know. Days full of shit I want to do. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of just like, <laughs> like I signed up for these full days. That'd be a, that wouldn't be a good chapter name. But something. Oh, yeah, I signed up for this. Like that's 
Yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah, but that makes it sound that also makes it sound like like I'm doing something I don't want to do. Like everything I'm doing right now I want to do. So Well, I mean, like it would be it's it's something that's intriguing because you could like because you know, you want to read the chapter. It's not gonna you know what I mean? Yeah. I signed up for this is also something that people in the military say a lot when you're doing when you're there and you're doing something you don't want to do and it just everything fucking sucks. <laughs> people would just be like, hey, you signed up for this. So that's that's why I don't want to name it that because <laughs> that brings back. That is like, fair. That is very fair. You don't want to have the, the don't want to bring in the PTSD that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I, I think yours is what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, let's see. I, I, I think uh, for me right now, I think balancing act would be. Yeah. Balancing act. I got a lot of. It's not that I have a lot of hats. It's just that, you know, doing do the whole work thing, trying to get this podcast going up better, trying to take care of Mabel, trying to take care of myself, trying to take care of, you know, I got a lot of plates to just something involved like balancing a lot of plates or plate juggling, something along the lines of I got a lot of shit going on. You are at, you are also at a, like, I, I think you're at like a, like a crossroads in your life. Oh yeah, episode five, Banner Brothers Crossroads. Boom! I'll just put. I'll just. I'll just. I'll just steal from that again. Just, <laughs> you should do. You should do. The title of this episode should be uh, "Gamers vs. System Podcast Episode 11, Episode Five, Banner Brothers Crossroads." What's <laughs> 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 going on? Yeah, that's uh, pretty much. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different things that are. I mean, I'm at that point, man, and I feel like it's. I've been at this situation before, but I've always taken the safe. Yeah. You know, oh, let me just go do the the job thing. Let me just go make sure I have the thing. But it's like, man, like sometimes I think I'm ready for that danger of the unknown. So I'm up for it. I'm up cool. for this crossroads. Yeah. Um. So if, I, without any further ado, then I guess we'll start talking about our game. Uh, oh, do you cool. wanna, yeah. Do you want to start off with yours, buddy? Yeah. Are we doing that that one game? Is that this time for the segment? Yeah. Or I mean, like it doesn't. Well, since we're doing multiple episodes of uh, th- that one, game. it could be just the game. I guess you know. What I mean, it doesn't have to be just that one game. anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we're, we're done with that now. That's 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 first ten episodes only. Um, no, no, I meant like you know, because uh, that, that that would just mean like you only had one game to talk about. But I mean, you're oh, you know, I got gotcha. here multiple times, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was throwing a couple around in my head because I figured this was coming. Um, I'm gonna go with modern. Uh, no, I'm not gonna go with modern. I'm changing my mind. Ooh, I'm going with okay. I'm going with, I'm going with Assassin's Creed Three, which is somewhat modern, but it's not as modern as I was playing. Oh, Assassin's Creed Three. Oh Assassin's shit. Assassin's Creed Three may have been the most pleasurable experience I've ever had while playing a video game. It is it it was just so good. I was such like that's like when I was like whole hog into the Assassin's Creed series too. Like I was there was very few game series that I have been That's one that you played, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing. Yeah, I was still playing at this point. Nice. And, um, and I like I loved it. Obviously, you knew I was American history nerd and they did that game right. Um, as far as all the historical context and historical figures and all of that. And it's um, that combined with just the gameplay, I think, for Assassin's Creed was at its peak around then, um, in my my opinion, and based on the things I like, you know, other people might have different opinions, but that was like my peak Assassin's Creed gameplay type. Um, yeah, there wasn't anything I didn't like about that. And I remember it was the first one where like, you know, the, a lot of the game took place in the woods and everybody's like, well, Assassin's Creed, you're climbing over buildings in the cities. Like, how are you going to do these woods? And, um, how they just did it with like the, like trees, like leaning down. <laughs> this is actually funny. Kelly and I were on a hike a couple weeks ago 
and there was like just a tree leaning on another tree. And I was like, hold on. I got to <laughs> <laughs> Dear, just don't judge me. And you just gotta like run up the tree real quick. Oh yeah, just like Connor crouching down. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I I think that was the first Assassin's Creed game that I actually like a hundred percent synchronized tried to do. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Cause like you said, like it was American history. I had that fucking Mel Gibson Patriot boner whenever I'd be going oh, through yeah. mall and red coats in formation. Like it was it was definitely one of the better like you said, it was peak. Like combat was I think it's most streamlined uh in terms of like cause I and then they killed it after Black Flag. Because Black yeah. Flag had like very similar. I mean, yes. like I they also say that three was like a bridge game because they were trying to work stuff out for Black Flag with the ship combat. Because remember how you had that? Um, yes, the ship segment. The, the sh- three. And I, I am I think of the rare opinion that I preferred the type and amount of ship combat in three than I did in Black Flag. Now, with that being said, obviously you play Black Flag to do ship combat stuff. Like that's I understand that it was like I enjoyed the ship combat system and i enjoyed that that aspect of the game but i didn't enjoy it enough to like make a whole game of it personally right right i, I mean it, it was but there's the thing it's like it was it was a good enough treat for the people who want to play it like that sort of thing but then if you really want to go full hog into it you had four you had the build plus they had the account with a like rogue for the for the previous gen at that same time yes. for four right if i'm not mistaken and then and but but that you you were able to just explore the waters and do all like the the free roamy type shit that they got to give you to that. So I mean like yeah, it is, you know, it was story based ship combat, perfect for three. And then for when it comes to, like just you going out there, just exploring the hell out of all the shit and making it kind of mandatory for some things, like you know that that's definitely four. But that like I said, that was the game that you played. You know, you picked yeah. up. I'm playing this pirate game. What am I gonna do? Ship shit. You know what I mean? So right, right. I, yeah, I think that was. That to me was like it, it was too much for me, Black Flag, uh, too much ship combat. But I liked the amount that was in three. But again, that's just if you're somebody who likes the ship combat, then yeah, obviously Black Flag's your game. Yeah, and it was Black Flag was cool, and so was Rogue. And, um, I never I'm played getting, Rogue. I never played it either. I just I get them confused in my head because I definitely watched a walkthrough. I think I played Black Flag and then watched a walkthrough of Rogue, and um, I definitely like in my head just cannot differentiate them but did you sure play the dlc for three i never got around to it because what, what was that i don't Ooh, remember that was the one that they had like uh george washington as like the, the tyranny of george washington or something like yes. that. They had, like, yeah a, yeah yeah it was a little weird but it was cool okay like alternate history type shit i think i always yeah. like those yeah they had like the guys in like the knight armor yeah i remember that it was very weird but i was just like it was, it was cool i liked the gameplay in that game so i was just like all right i can do this yeah well it was a great game um it, it was the first one after the Ezio trilogy that they did. Yes, that was big. That was like, okay, you know, we started with Altair. We're going to, we went to Ezio for three games and it's like, now what? You know, I didn't even play Revelations. Like that was just, I was just Ezio'd out at that point. Like, I don't get me wrong. Ezio was great. He was my boy. But like I played one, I played two, or I played uh, two and then I played um, Brotherhood. And I was like, okay, I feel like that's a good, I don't need enough. Like, that's good right there. And then they were like, old man Ezio, going to all three years. And I was just like, all right, I think I'll skip that one. Yeah, and I yeah. missed out on a whole thing of uh, what happened in the room. But I didn't give a shit about the real world anyways. Like, that whole Templar plot where you got to run around and got to find the app. Like, uh, they, they overcomplicated the hell out of it. With the, oh, see, see I 
that was why I played Assassin's Creed. Oh, was you me. liked that part? Oh, actually? I was an out of animus guy. I was anytime you let me hop out of that animus and be Desmond Miles, I would do when they spoiler alert in three, two, one. It's an old game. <laughs> when they killed Desmond, I was so mad. You were distraught. I let me tell you, that was when Assassin's Creed started going downhill for me. And I don't it's not the, three, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was three. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, this storyline is what I care about. And then they're just like, oh, we're going to kill. And then it's like, they randomly like bring aspects of it back in the next couple, whatever. I still because think they did an they okay job. And then four, you were a first person view walking around some fucking office. Yeah, like, yeah. You were at the, office. I think you were an Abstergo employee or something, right? Yeah, yeah. You were like, they were Abstergo was doing like video game research R&D and shit. So they were like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was weird. I was like, okay, whatever. But I just like. Oh, those, yeah, that whole Desmond storyline I loved, and then it's like okay, and like I love when they made him like you get possessed, and then you kill I think her name was Rachel or something, and then it's like okay, cool, I love all this, and uh, it's like yeah, press it was like press X or something like that to kill Rachel, and like the game wouldn't progress until you pressed X. And yeah, I they had they game. totally ripped off a Metal Gear moment, and I was yeah, like, what? Yeah, exactly. I didn't know what to do. I that that screen sat there, and I was like. I'm not because I don't even think it even told me to press anything. I think it was kind of like you had to like move forward You're or right. something to that extent. So like the screen was, I was like, did the game freeze? I was like, what the fuck's going on with this? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's definitely. I love this Assassin's Creed series. Uh, even even up to the modern days, like I'm not a huge huge fan of like Odyssey and. Um, I remember we split on Unity because I definitely did not like Unity, but you loved the story. I split with the majority of the population on Unity. I thought Unity was great. <laughs> um, I think it got a bad rap coming out the gate because it came out all buggy, which understandable um, that people would not like it because of that. But I just, I, I thought Unity was, I, I, Unity had been my favorite game since like three. Like Syndicate was good. Um, it was okay. Rogue was okay. Black Flag was okay. I thought Unity, I was like, okay, we're back. And then turned out we were not back because then they went over. Because I, I even remember you were saying that you had like a story. Like that he was like, Arno was like based off of, not not your specific story, but like you kind of yeah. like wrote a short story that was kind of about like a character like Arno. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That like. I remember the, that shit. See, Goose, I remember yeah. that conversation. That's funny because I haven't even thought about that for a while yet. But like I was like, I don't know. I just had some creative writing projects as a youth and that I would just keep saving to my computer somewhere. And yeah, I had like a, a story about basically like an assassin in the French Revolution. And uh, and it wasn't like Assassin's Creed style, but I was just like, oh, this is like similar. Um, maybe that's that definitely gave me a bias. But I just yeah. liked it because it, it just seemed like we were like back to kind of the roots of what Assassin's Creed was. But then, um, yeah, then when they I mean, here's the thing with the later games with odyssey and what was the other one that wasn't odyssey not the Vi uh, not the origins. Viking one. origins origins and odyssey yeah the, the whole next gen trilogy maybe. i think i was so upset with those because i'm like well here we go we're gonna play some ancient egypt some ancient greece this is gonna be cool and i don't care if if a game or a movie or something like that isn't i'm like oh if they're gonna go to egypt you know i think it's gonna be like this and then it turns out it's not like that, but it's still okay. But if it all if it turns out to be like that, and then it's just not okay, I'm just like you're just changing so much, and change you you need change. Like you can't just keep creating the same game over and over. People are gonna get bored. Totally understand. But the like 
I don't even hate like the idea of the open world Assassin's Creed games, you know, even though I, I kind of like the linear, like linear linearity. I don't know. There's a word there somewhere. Um, uh, the, the, it was the, the fact that it was like half on rails, half not. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that like, yeah, the order in which you did things mattered, but also, you know, kind of didn't, it didn't make sense. And then you could choose to do X and Y like, and then I'm just like, and like, then it's like, you, you kind of sort of customized your character. I'm like, I just prefer to just play a character because that's kind of in my brain. It's like, I don't know if, I, if I'm reading a book, like the author's not like, oh, hey, you design the main character. No, the author's like, this is the main character. This is like, uh, and that, that that's kind of why I think I liked Assassin's Creed g- games because it was just always very like, there was like a novel aspect to it. Uh, not novel as a new, like an actual like, like novel as in like it, it, it played like a novel reads. Right, yeah, here's your character, here's what you're going through, this is the thing, and scene. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I really do think, though, Goosey, like, it's just, and said he could, you know, if it, we'll talk about this as another, at another point. Hopefully he'll be able to hop in for one of these. But um, I just feel, you know, because this is me going off of my experience with the industry and just seeing how the, the trends happen to hit, where we, they did, they just... You can even tell, like in a lot of news articles that came out during the time those games were released, too. It was like we're moving away from the story mode. We're trying to do things more, like you know. Yes. So I, I feel like a lot of it got damaged with that too. Plus, Ubisoft was doing the thing where they were cranking out game after game after game after game, yeah, like yearly, and that was another thing that probably drained them of of like the actual time to base a really good story. Because I, the thing that drove me away from Unity was the the tired story plots of like okay here's their and just the, i didn't think the writing was that good either for it and i was kind of just like oh, okay like I could, oh this is the bad guy oh I, I they did have a good swap where like you know you meet the your mentor in prison and then he becomes like the bad guy later on in the story blah blah, blah. but yeah. just that whole will they won't they love story that you had to go through and all that shit, i was kind of just like oh this is tired you know I was like, I've, <laughs> I've, I've i've been there done that with that's other fair games. yes so I mean, but that's me. I can't be happy for anything. So it's, I, I fucking ruin <laughs> a lot of shit. But I mean, that's, I think we'll talk. I actually, I want, I, that's what I found out. I'm going to talk about that. But um, yeah, no, but that's, I get you. I get you. I, I loved three. I got to do that whole thing. I feel like that was a good, I would say, because like I said, I Black Flag for me was the pinnacle of it mm-hmm. because I loved pirates and I love, <laughs> again, and I just, and I did love Assassin's Creed. So I think that was for me where it ended um that line but yeah no three three was definitely another phenomenal game and i wish i thought they probably do have some sort of like play three on uh, the next gen council or this gen's council so i'll i'll get a look into that later on but yeah any other that the anything else for for that because then i'll start getting into my no no i think we spent enough time on my game i just yeah assassin's creed three that'll be my uh my game of the game of the week or whatever it's called uh, that go. game that one game so what do you got uh, Wait, I figured before, we would talk about say, a game. Yeah, my game you, is going to be something that... Oh, sorry. I keep cutting. Okay. Before you say your game, is your game going to be something... Now, me coming from the not big gamer world, is it going to be something I know? Oh, yeah. This is going to be something that you know. Okay, okay. For I'm just sure. curious. Yeah, I'm talking about door kickers, bro. Sorry? I'm going to talk about door kickers. That's hilarious. When I said I wanted to talk about a modern game, that was the game that I was going to talk about. 
<laughs> that's so funny. I like I changed that last second. Like I changed that. I had fully intended on talking about door kickers. See, folks, that's yeah. and that's how you could tell we were we are definitely married <laughs> without so being I married. Should have, like, I should have like written this down or something like that. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. I was literally about to say door kickers to Task Force North. Oh shit! Yeah, no, uh, that's the game that we played together, and it was my first like in a long time playing a PC game because I played yeah. PC games, you know, just the the Flash games all that shit growing up. But this was like my first like okay, I'm gonna play a game on the on the PC, and you made me make a whole Steam account and all that shit like that, and I and I went and I got it, and I for a game that was not what I'm used to playing, I'm used to the more like and I'll you know it's a little. I, I might bring up another game in this whole segment, but I don't fucking care because it's my podcast. So fuck it. <laughs> and uh, but just the the games I'm used to playing, like the I, I did a little bit of Call of Duty. I did my Battlefield. I did all that shit. But like this was like a completely like no 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 we're playing tactical bitch. Like I did Rainbow Six and all that jazz. You know, high dive the corners, all that shit. But uh, but this one no was no this was really tactical, and I it's was next. not. Next level with that stuff. Yeah, and I was not prepped for that type of world where it's like, oh no, that no, you're dead. You're fucking dead, you, you dumbass. You, you didn't <laughs> check that corner. You because the way that they, because they do it so well. They where, do like so they well. they hide your your if, if it's not in your character's FOV, your field of view, then then they're they're not there on the map. So you're like you right. really gotta like if you if you're checking, you gotta check there and you gotta check the your you got you really gotta pie. You gotta do all that shit that they, they do teach you those nice tactical fundamentals in a game, which I. And I feel like I brought it because we could talk about it more too. Because from from your perspective, if um, going through the real life um, training in in that sort of sense, like I know you weren't you weren't actually like going through kicking down shit and, and raiding any buildings, but but you of course did the the training part. So yeah, yeah, done. I did I did a lot of training, which you know means means almost next to nothing. Uh, it, you know, I, I'm not sitting again. I want to put this disclaimer out there, like I did last podcast. I'm not sitting there saying that I was sitting there kicking down doors of friends that did that and uh i was fortunate enough to be able to train with with them and then with people who have done that for a long time and a lot of a lot of situations where it's you know it's not it's not training it's the real deal um yeah the closest we got to doing that you know was when we cleared our house and you know, <laughs> we were just uh you know just just for just shits and giggles but i mean for what but when you were doing the actual like okay like i'm going in i got my rifle i got the kit i'm actually doing the thing like it's it's a whole different thing of yeah. just even just playing it to actually doing the, the dry run of it. Like just completely different. Just yeah. Just and so, and so, so maybe to give the people if they haven't heard of it, because it's not the most popular game in the world, but Door Kickers 2 Task Force North. Door Kickers 1 was like a phone game. I think it was on PC as well. Um, but Door, Door Kickers 2 Task Force North is um, a PC game. And basically it's a it, it's it's more or less they've updated it a lot. And actually I, I've actually really liked a lot of the updates, but I haven't or I've liked them in theory. I haven't played it uh, in a couple months, but um, Door Kickers 2 Task Force North is uh, it, it's a CQB simulator. It's a close quarters battle um, simulator. And basically you are controlling with uh, one of your, the main faction in there is, is you have a team of Rangers that you're controlling and you're going in and there's different types of missions. Um, but it's, it's very based in real world tactics are rewarded. Um, I think that's a fair way to say it. Oh, sorry. My phone or my email just came through. I forgot to close that. Oh, it's all good. My thing made a couple noises, so don't worry about it. Okay, so we uh, anyway, we had um, where was that? Oh yeah, yeah. so it's, 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 it's a CQB simulator, um, essentially. And it, yeah, why I like it is that 
you know, I think there's a lot of skills that I think the average person should have, especially if you're somebody who it's not starting a political debate here, but if you're somebody who likes to carry a weapon around, um, and you want to know how to effectively use that weapon to do something like clear your house, if you think there might be a, you know, a, a danger or a threat, um, within your, your own home or, or some, you know, any, for any, any type of situation. Um, and if you talk to anybody who knows anything about CQB, it's that if you're doing CQB, you've probably done a thousand things wrong up till that point, or shit's just gone bad. Like there's fighting inside of a house, uh, from based on what everybody tells me just kind of sucks. Um, and even in like little paintball training, you get shot a lot, but, um, anyway, it, it, it's a good, it, but there is, you know, there's an art and a skill to it. And there's guys that are really, really good at it. have done it for a really long time. And, uh, they, everybody I've showed the game to is like, oh, wow, this is actually like, it's, it's not absolutely not a replacement for training, but it's a good way to develop maybe just like an understanding of the skill set required to, to start, um, you know, being effective in that type of situation. Um, I think it's a good starting point for people who want to know and want to build that skill set, but they don't really know. Maybe they don't know where to start. Maybe they don't whatever, you know, you and I can hop on and play that game. And the reason I had you on there is because I was like, okay, I'm going to show you because we're not physically in person together. I'm going to show you some basic stuff through this game as a vehicle. Um, and then there are, what I love is there are, you know, guys who play it on like YouTube and stuff that, that actually know what they're talking about. I brought oh, up. Can we shout out your boy on YouTube? That, uh, I, the video you sent me that you were like, Hey, if you, your pocket viewers like it, I, there, I'll, I'll link that video in with the description of this podcast. Oh yeah. 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 I don't um, know that guy, but I'm finished. Uh, well, right. Right. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it is, is this channel is called controlled pairs. He's actually the reason I ever heard about this game. Um, without going too far into, um, I mean, I, I don't, obviously I don't know the guy, but, um, he has some, he, you know, let's just say his back, his background checks out, you know, we've, uh, ran in similar circles. So he, uh, his background checks out. He's a legit dude. And he, um, he does a lot of, he plays a lot of tactical games and, um, does a lot of like, I guess you call it like Milsim. But he uses door kickers too, specifically as a um, sort of a vehicle for introducing, you know, CQB concepts to people and um, and just general, you know, doctrine. Um, and he does a he does a fucking fantastic job. He plays other games too. But um, what was the what, I sent you? Um, the video I sent you was uh, it was like five the, things that uh, modern tactical games get wrong or something. Yes, like that. yes. I think and he does a title. yeah that. Um, I'd highly, highly recommend checking it out. Like again, I don't, I don't know this guy. I've never talked to him, um, but through all accounts, I'm a fan of his channel. Um, yeah. I'm a fan of what he does. He's very knowledgeable. He's not a bullshitter. He's not with. Um, he's not one of those guys that. He's also not one of those guys that like flashes his military service around and says you should listen to me because I was in the military. Like no, he just he goes over doctrine. He understands the doctrine very well. Um, he knows it very well like he'll quote doctrine and i'll look it up and I'll be like oh yeah that's exactly what it says uh, but uh yeah someone who really loved his job <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure you know he's, he's um very uh very legitimate individual so and it's pretty cool that a guy like him is doing that and kind of bringing uh he brought his two loves and passions uh together gaming yeah. and uh, military background so i mean yeah. that, that's awesome yeah now yeah, and i think he just does a fantastic job of it unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that are doing that type of thing that you know, just because you were in the military doesn't mean you know about that stuff. And he is somebody who does know about that stuff, but he doesn't like, you know, th there's, unfortunately, you know, let's just be real. There are people in the military that use their military service to sell a product and 
I, I don't get that vibe from him at all. Um, I, I think he's a very legitimate source and I'm not going to sit here just promoting his channel all podcast, but um, yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out control pairs. That's where I heard of um, this game. But you were uh, the one thing that you got. Uh, I it, you're you're right. It's this is not a substitute for any sort of training or anything, like that, but at least for basic fundamentals and mindset and just like awareness. Like I feel like it does help out a lot because, like I said, playing other games and the only game that I could kind of like sub, like throw into this thing is like I recently, well, recently like this early th- earlier this year. Yeah, Jesus Christ, it's almost the end of the year. So like at the beginning of the year, I started playing Insurgency Sandstorm. Uh, oh yeah ps4 so that was another game where it was you know just every time if you if you fuck up you go don't you, you're dead boom one shot you're you're down like, you know, like yeah it, yeah that like game. you fucked up you, you didn't you shouldn't have did that like it's, it's, it's you know gotta have flash hiders on your guns or suppressors because like you know if you're, if you're sniping across the map they're gonna tell for the fucking mother like it's just it added in some things that you would never think about just by playing games the way that we've been playing them when, or at least not the way i've been playing them mm-hmm. so and then like i said the whole thing with the, the field of view and all, especially for the CQB shit. Like it was, it was definitely was an eye opener into, like you said, you, you probably could practice it a, a thousand times and you're doing it a thousand mistakes. You know what I mean? Like unless, yeah. unless oh, yeah. you're actually doing it, doing it. And, but at least I feel like for the door kicker spirits, when I was playing with you, like you were able to walk me through it in a way that if maybe if I was playing it by myself and I stumbled across, I wouldn't get, I wouldn't have gotten as much out of it as when you were talking me through it. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Up. And that's, yeah, and that's the that's the thing is that exactly as somebody who you know if you you if you own firearms and you intend on using them in a worst case scenario and you're not actively training with them then you are I mean you're the problem I'll just say it plainly you know and so you are you're just you're creating a potentially dangerous situation so while again this video game is not a replacement for training it's not a replacement for talking to to the actual human beings who understand and have a have a have done this. Um, and our qualified instructors of this, it is a good place that I was able to introduce you in, you know, into some, con- I've used it, I use it with Kelly. I was like, I was like, Hey, this is what we're trying to achieve. You know, like this is, um, you know, you can see here, here and here. So it just, yeah, it's just a very well done game. Um, I think a lot of it is just very, it, it, it rewards, obviously. Yeah. You can just like, there's things you can do in the game that you can't do in real life. You know, you can fire an AT4 from inside of like right yeah no that's, that's you can fire like that inside a bet inside a a bathroom um so which yeah. we do not recommend doing folks please <laughs> do not ever fire that inside in, into a small enclosed space like a bathroom unless it's your completely last resort you don't mind fucking everything up in your surrounding but <laughs> yeah i mean also you're you're if you like the way your head is shaped um Right. Yeah, no, that's oh god. But yeah, no, of course there are video gamey things that that make that get in the way of the quote unquote realness aspect. <laughs> but for the most it's real enough to the point where of course, but you know, you're top down, you know, the, the the way that it's it's set up, it really does make you get a flesh okay, this is the house, this is what the room is. Like I'm not seeing it from a first person view, but I'm seeing it from how it would be kind of like on like a planning board, I would say. Yeah. Like how you would you would like set up the like the like uh, that Monday morning quarterback shit. Like you, all right. Here, here's the rule that we're going to be clearing. This is what I want you guys to do and go like type deal. So mm-hmm. it was. I don't know. For for me, I I want to bring up that game just because like it was something that definitely opened my eyes to how many things I overlooked 
especially because, like I said, if, if you're going to be carrying a firearm, which I, I do on the reg, it's like, okay, I, I definitely got to figure out how I'm going to. And plus, like, just some things that I don't know because we, we didn't really get in too far of it with, like, the hostage stuff. But, like, what about pen- – is over penetration an issue sometimes with that game? Like, um, like if you're like, firing through. You're yeah. talking about, like, over, over penetration with, like, like, I'm sticking my muzzle through a door or – uh, more so, you're firing around through a terrorist, and it goes through the terrorist, and then it goes to the wall, and hits the civilian. I don't remember if that's in that game or not. I haven't okay. played in a couple months. That's a good question, though. But yeah, and that's a great thing to bring up that, like, that might not be in the game. So that's why the game is not a replacement for training. That's <laughs> right. like, you know, the game developers are great, but they can only do so much. You know, that's uh, they can't actually make you die if you get hit with a bullet. You know, it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, or that'd be a horrible stat. Like, you know, you, you, you clear the room successfully, but then they bring up the stat page. It's like, well, you executed the mission with an S rank, but you were a little uh, trigger happy, and people in this vicinity got hurt. So it's like, no, they, <laughs> that, that is part of the game. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you kill civilians, it's uh, it's a part of the game. It, it tells oh, right, you. right, right. I, but I mean, like, civilians that weren't even on the game map that oh, were well, playing. Well. You know what I mean? Like, because essentially, like, if you're a CQ being in, like, remember we did that one hostage one where it was kind of like in like an apartment yeah yeah so it was like yeah you fired your at4 in that apartment and it took out half the freaking you know I mean? like mm-hmm. the, those neighbors and the neighbors neighbors they're all fucked up now so uh congratulations you, you technically saved it but you failed so like they didn't they don't do shit like that but that's just like every everything you got to think about like and that's the funny thing when, when i started talking to people they're like oh like you're just gonna use a gun for everything i'm like no like that's like the, the, that's the absolute worst mindset to have when you care because it's like this is like so many things can go fucking wrong. Where it's like, if I'm using this, this is the very last goddamn resort possible for me to pull. And I don't know. Just I don't want to start talking about fucking uh, that type of mindset. But I mean, when it comes to this game, it, it does it does correlate. But yeah. just like I said, the things you got to think about. Where it's like, if I'm in my house, what walls are safe? If I'm going to, you know, really have to take someone and th- to 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 draw on somebody in my house, like if if someone was to break in and they're and I'm on the stairs and i come down like can i and and they're in a position like can i fire no technically not because i don't know what lies beyond you know the the wall yeah. i don't know if my neighbor's there i don't know what's going on so it's like it's it's really a, a tricky situation when it comes to like how to actually because they don't they don't talk about that shit and i feel like that's maybe one thing you know, i have to get political but like if they do talk about like all that jazz in the news they just you know they just gloss over oh there's a shooting here there's a shooting there this they don't talk about like and that's why when i see like Things where they talk about, uh, oh, the officer just pulled fire. I was like, yeah, that was a shitty job on his part, like on, on his part, because he he fucking didn't take into account any of that shit. He just fucking dumped a mag into somebody. I'm like, what the fuck? Like they don't even train them properly sometimes. I'm just, you know, that's oh, yeah. one thing I've had. What's what's that? I've worked, I've worked with a few police officers on this kind of thing, and yeah, they don't, they do not. Their training is. Uh, I can't speak for every police department, but I know officers that I have worked with. That uh, one of them is a very close friend uh and he, they are just very undertrained and it's very sad but we don't have to go into that we're talking about door kickers uh <laughs> right yeah no we're, we're well that, that'll be another time but yeah, yeah. but anyway door kickers, door kickers it was it was a great game that opened yeah. my eyes so yeah and I, I, think, I want to thank you for that goose i think yeah, I yeah. ever actually got to thank you for introducing cool. me to that game yeah no it's, it's fun and to be honest with you i know we've been talking about it as like kind of a learning tool but at the end of the day it's also a fun as fuck game like it's just it's just a really fun game to play um they, it's, it's just, in my opinion, so well done. I like I said, it's been a couple of months. I haven't had a chance to play any games in a while. But, um, you know, once I do, you better believe that's like that and Ground Branch are the first games I'm getting on, which I 
Still can't get you guys to play, but it's okay. Like I said, my PC is barely holding together for this. So <laughs> right, we need. We'll all just get new PCs, um, and then we'll play Ground Branch. Because uh, Ground Branch Two is, I know we're not. We've already gone over our game, but Ground Branch is um, is a game that gets a lot right as well. It's it's completely different than. Uh, it's more like your. It looks it it looks more like your typical first person shooter, but um, phenomenal game. Yeah, I remember uh, you you showed me the the trailer for it, and I was it's like, like, oh, wow, this actually looks really great. It's so phenomenal that is probably like too boring for some people to play. <laughs> it's like, it's so realistic it's in some aspects. It's like, there was like, I was playing a game one time and uh, I was on a sniper team and like, it was like an hour long game and I was just sitting there the entire time. <laughs> it's just like, oh wait, this is like hyper realistic. Uh, right? no, like I'm, this is what I'm going to be doing. If I was that actual style, I wouldn't be moving. I'd be just be sitting in my perch. Like, deal, yep. So yeah, I'm like, Oh yeah, there's a bad guy in that building. Um, but uh, no, it's, it, they don't. Most of the games aren't like that. But Grammar Ranch is phenomenal. But, but uh, if I was to sum up, I feel like uh, it's like a it's definitely a real time uh, real time strategy type game. But it's, yeah. it's more. But for me, I feel like it's a it's a puzzle game more so than like a, a an action shooter type game. If that makes any sense. Yeah, and that's what CQB is. I mean, it's it's solving a problem with, and unfortunately, it's solving a problem with dire consequences. Right. That's a, that's actually really good. Wow, yeah, that's a that you, you nailed it right there. Like it's, yeah. it's all over with with the worst outcomes possible. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, anytime you anytime you do any CQB training, you know that's that's that that's like a mantra that should be in your head. It's like just you you're solving you're solving a problem at all times. You, if you're if you find yourself and this works in door kickers too. You know, it's one of the things you can learn from the game is that if you find yourself now door kickers is a little different because you can pause it obviously, but uh, and you have like you know anywhere between like two and 10 people you're controlling at a time but like there's no if you if you're uh, if, if all of your guys are not constantly looking for work you know the it, the odds of you passing that level are not high i'll put it that way um if all your guys are not constantly engaged in doing something if you forget that you know oh i forgot i left this guy over here or they have weird names like gunner or whatever over here and you know he's supposed to be you know i it just, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's problem solving. It's, it's constantly looking for work. It kind of teaches you that mindset. Um, or it didn't, I mean, not teaches you, but kind of awakens you to that mindset. And now you can, now when you go do legitimate training, you're not going in completely, completely blind. blind. Right. You're, yeah. You're blind. You know, you're, you're blind. Don't get me wrong. But like you, at least like when the instructor says, Hey, look for work or, Hey, we're going to pie this door. You have an idea of in your head of, okay, I, you know, I'm familiar with the concept. Now I can actually learn how to do it. Right, which is which is definitely key. So folks out there, uh Assassin's Creed three and Ground Branch two. Check those uh, door kickers. out. Door kickers two. Oh yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh door kickers two. Ground branch one. Go play go go play ground branch two. I need people to play with. Right? And then uh, we'll if Goose you want to throw out your, your screen name for everybody, you could do that, but you don't have to. That's <laughs> all right. But yeah, no, the, thanks, Goose, for another uh, good segment for that. Now let's move on to our second fucking roll of the day. Cool. Yeah, that was good. I'm glad you I got a nice little box here for, for rolling now, and it's been good and bad because sometimes it'll bounce out. I'm like, what nice. The fuck? Or the, the last part's not nice, but right. you gotta get like the old um remember the board game sorry? Yeah, right? Just have a little the little the, the little pop in there. Yeah. Uh, irrational fears is Ooh. eighteen. I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know if I have any irrational fears. Like I, I just like I don't know. I I was thinking somebody brought this up the other day and that's why I was thinking about it and I'm just like 
Yeah, I don't know. I I think I don't know if I why well, I, I, did you do you remember because this is me blanking out so many of these things. Do you remember my podcast with Mike recently that I talked about? Did I talk about something to that extent? I, I know I talked about my VR story with sharks because that's one of my rational fears is sharks. Whereas I'm like, it's, I mean, for me, it's like, I'm never in the water. There's not like they're going to burst through my front door type shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm always like petrified of sharks because every time I fucking before vacation, we would go to like the beach or some shit shark. We could be on and be like, fucking great. Like I'm not fucking doing Oh, this. I hate sharks. Okay, yeah, I I don't know. Sharks, that's a good point. I don't like sharks. I'm just going to piggyback on that one. <laughs> just, just shark in it? No, I mean, I just don't like sharks. I don't, like, when I lived in California, I never went surfing because I was so too scared of sharks. Yeah, but that I mean, but that's rational, though, because, like, you're in that environment. That is, so, like, yeah, I feel like right. that is irrational. But, but for me, never a beachgoer, never a thing. That might be irrational for me. So it will be a, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. In that sort maybe of this, context. Maybe this wasn't the best role. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, fuck. We that's there, some good, some are good, some are bad. That's just yeah. how the the dice happens. No, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, uh, there's there's a pun in there somewhere. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know a rash, but irrational. Like, okay, there's there's no sense of a reason for me to. <sighs> like everything I'm scared of is pretty legitimate. Right. Because like every like well, I mean maybe not so for me, but the shark thing. But I, I'm just trying to think of now of of another one because I I feel like I just I, I dumped that yeah, one. But, but irrational. I don't think your fear of sharks is irrational because if if you were like I'm afraid of a shark coming and slitting my throat when I'm sleeping, yeah, that's irrational. But like yeah, I'm afraid of like, a sharknado. Yeah, that's a totally irrational. Yeah. <laughs> but, if, but if you're like oh, I'm afraid of like going in the water and there being sharks there. Like, yeah, that's a legitimate fear. People get eaten by sharks. Right? Because one, not my turf. They got home court advantage. Like they could move, they could see, they could do everything. Like fucking, I have, I'm completely fucked in that sort of circumstance. You you know what I always say about sharks? I I say this, I'm like, yeah. And then, but I'm like, literally I'll tell people, I'm like, oh, like, why don't you let you blah, blah, blah. I'm like, because if I woke up and there was a shark in my house, I would kill it so fast. And then I'm like, why would I expect any different if I go to a shark's house? Right? Yeah, exactly that. That, That's that's a really good point. Yeah. I was like, why do I expect? No, no, that's not how it works. They're going to do the same shit to me. So Yeah, exactly. I'm scared of this shark because I can empathize with this shark. Right. I get Uh, it. I I Maybe an an irrational fear is something that is... um, partially irrational but partially kind of like in the same like i said we're, we suck at coming up with this ones folks but um <laughs> like just that whole thought like you know when when you at least for mabel like just when you have sometimes you have that thought like oh my god one day she's gonna die like that whole thing, the whole yeah, thing she like, is gonna die right but like just <laughs> i shouldn't think about it like i'd like that was probably gonna be a thing that happens fucking 20 or not 20 probably fucking 10 years down the line you know 10 to hopefully 15 years down the line where I'm just, but I like an old Donami right now, and I'm like, <gasps> and I'm yeah. going like hugger. Yeah, you know I mean, maybe that's like partially irrational. You know? Yeah, like, that's yeah, that's fair. I guess like it's not the, the the fear of it happening isn't irrational, I guess, but like the like worrying about it is irrational because it's going to happen regardless. Right, and me trying to like I'm not why why am I why should I bring up all those emotions and all those things like right now when she's perfectly healthy, perfectly fine, annoying the bejesus out of me right in front of me. You know yeah. I mean? So, I mean that's I guess that's where I'll go for my irrationality. That's fair. Right, I guess. So sorry, right. folks. Sorry, this wasn't the most interesting role, folks. That's my bad. I need to, I'll get scared of certain things. 
right? I'll just well, mixing it up. I'll just have to. We'll just have to just start sending you random shit to see if you're afraid. There you go, spider in a box. What the fuck? Just shoot yeah. it. <laughs> okay, all right, we got one. Yeah, well, we're not going to do that. Just so you know, we're not going to actually send you shit that you got to shoot the box with. So we're, we're good. The hilarious um, amount you're talking about gun safety and tactics, and then I just like you, Philadelphia man shoots porch, <laughs> right? <laughs> Lights up his porch because there was a a movement in it. But yeah, no. Um, but anyways, let's let's go into because the real the real reason, not because you love me, not because you want to be a well. That's <laughs> that's partly of it. But the real reason is you came on because we're trying to promote you. We're trying to promote something awesome that you're doing and i feel like that's going to be part of our story or at least i don't know if you want to do that for your story or if you're going to do that for something later on but i feel like that should be in the story segment so yeah let's do it yeah let's, let's start uh... that away let's, let's uh so can we just get into like the background of like how you got into all this like i like i do like kind of the journey up to this point if you wouldn't be if you'd be so kind to tell sure us. um okay where do you want me to start uh kind of just like how you fell in because um I've known you since college and mm -hmm. uh, when you were still living local and we weren't really, you know, doing much in terms of like joining any sort of particular, like at least I, you, you didn't really talk to me about it. Like you were part of any like a traditional style, like jujitsu gym or uh, Muay Thai gym or anything to that extent. Um, I know I, I did my background when doing the traditional forms, martial arts, and you did, um, you did sports and some other things. I, did you do yeah. any, anything similar to that? growing up traditional martial arts yes no kind of did i yeah uh i did not no i um it was always something that i was kind of on the outside looking in with um so yeah okay that's a good place i'll, I'll start there i'll start from like my interest in it how i got into it so yeah, perfect yeah that, that's what i perfect so i came and um i i was like i said i was always kind of like on the outside looking in um I always had like friends that did like Taekwondo and karate and, um, and all that stuff. And it was always something that interested me, but I think because I played like a lot of traditional team sports, it never even occurred to me to like ask my dad if I could, you know, do that as a kid because I was playing like hockey and, and, and lacrosse and, you know, and other team sports. And so I was always just playing team sports. So I always thought like, okay, cool. That's my friend that does karate. That's my friend that does Taekwondo. Um, I think my closest friend that kept martial arts like within view of me was um, was our, our, our friend Christine because um, she was doing Tang Sudo for a long time. And yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. We, we got into a couple conversations it. about that. That was fun. Yeah. yeah, and she was always like really into it and it always seemed really cool and I was always like really impressed by whatever she showed me. And then it was funny because like one day I was like, she was telling me about, she was like doing a lot of tournaments and then she was like, oh, like, which I now I didn't understand at the time, but I now know is like point sparring for like traditional martial arts. Yeah, um, that's all that that's all that shit is. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like she was trying to hide that, but like she was like, we were like sparring my basement one time. And because I was just like, I want to know, like, what do I do here? Like, do I know how to do this? And she says, like, oh, okay, this is how you score a point, you know, whatever. And so we started doing it. And then I I don't know how I did. Like, we weren't going like hard. She didn't, she probably could have knocked me out. I don't know. But, but, uh, she was just like, she was like, oh, you know, you, you did pretty good. You should try this. And I was like, okay. And just so it was just always in the back of my head. So, fast forward years later, um, I was, um, jujitsu started coming up. No, I'm sorry. Before that, my, my next like pivotal moment after that, I remember, I remember I was, we had two TVs in the house growing up. We had one in the living room and then one in my parents' room. We didn't even have the one downstairs yet. Um, that you remember. So it was only just two. 
And uh, I was in my parents' room watching the TV because they were all watching something outside. And I was flipping through the channels and I came across like a mixed martial arts event. I'm like 99% sure it was WEC. I couldn't tell you who was fighting. But I just remember going like, oh, this is the coolest thing in the world. Um, like this this sport I'm into. So I've actually been into like MMA and like watching MMA and uh, following it for for a long time. Like like even when we were in college, like I was just always interested in it. I was like throw it on. Yeah, we, we would watch fights all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I enjoy, you know, so I've been following it for a long time. Um, and then now fast forward to that point where I was like, I need to try something. And everybody kept talking about jujitsu and everybody's like, jujitsu this, jujitsu that. So I was like, I got to try jujitsu. But I didn't know how, like, I, I don't know. I was like 20 years old, like, or like whenever, when we were in college, this was around this time. And I was like, I was like, I need to try jujitsu, but I didn't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know how, I didn't know how to like sign up for a gym. I didn't know how to do anything. Again, it just never in my mind was like, this is something that I can do, but I'm like, I need to. So I don't know that, that gap between like actually doing it and thinking it's something that I can do or couldn't do, like got smaller and smaller. But the, the, my first ever class was like, it was right after college. I was working in a coffee shop. This guy would come in um, almost every day and he would do a lot of his work from the coffee shop. And he was like super, super nice guy. Um, his name was Jarrett and he, um, ex-Marine, just super, super friendly, polite. And like a couple times he came in and he had like some sort of like Gracie Jiu-Jitsu shirt on. And at one point I was like, do you, you train Jiu-Jitsu? And he's like, yeah, I'm a black belt. Um, I, I coached at this like local gym and I was like, I've always wanted to try. And he's like, well, come on down. So I was like, uh, okay. I was like, what do I need? You know, I, just all this, all the, all the things people ask before their first jiu-jitsu class, what do I need? Am I going to get beat up? Blah, 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 blah. So you're not going to punch me in the face. Are you? I'll get to this. But now that I coach jiu-jitsu, like it's, it's the, some of the questions I asked, I now get from people and it's just funny. But that uh, comes full circle, Goose. It, oh, yeah, it does. So I go and I try it and I'll never this is something I'll just never forget because he was such a good teacher and they were doing Kimura's get um, Kimura from guard, which is a real basic, you know, day one submission. Not that it's I should rephrase that. It's not like it's like, a, oh, you learn this on your first day and never use it again. It's a highly used, you know, it's one of the Kimura. fundamentals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a fundamental thing, and it's um, it's a good, it's a really good submission to learn on your first day. And I'll never forget because we did it, and he made me drill it like, like a hundred times each side. You know, like he hundred times each side, and then like go back. You know, hundred times left, hundred times right, hundred times left, hundred times right, and we just went back and forth. And I think the instructor ended up like the head instructor ended up going and like onto something else. But he's like, I'm just gonna work with this kid because it's his first day, and I like loved it. But at the time, I had like no money to join the gym, so I was like, well, fuck, you know. So then I got in the military and I met a lot of people that were into wrestling and I met a lot of people that were into, so I was like, kind of, I would like train on and off. And then I got into the combatives, you know, I got really into that. And so I started, I was like building a base of like martial arts at the time too. I got into kickboxing, um, mostly Muay Thai, uh, which I know people are like, Oh, Muay Thai kickboxing, whatever. Yeah. So, well, Mike still wants to fight you. So. <laughs> I, style. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I want to, uh, I, Mike and I have a little nice little MMA match, a little spar, but, um, Anyway, so yeah, I trained like, you know, start a little Thai boxing, but um, I really like really started falling in love with jujitsu and grappling and whatever. And so I guess just fast forward to kind of bring this up to a little more modern day. I was still in the military. I was stationed in New Jersey. I knew this is what that was where I was going to get out of the military. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start looking for a gym because that way when I get out, I can still if I stay in this area, I can still train here. I was I'd actually probably at the time didn't plan on actually staying in this area, but I knew I'd be here for a little while anyway. So 
I found Balance Studios in Philadelphia um, because I had heard of Phil and Rick McLaurice, the owners. I knew they were legit. Um, they're, I mean, those guys, I could do a whole podcast on their background, but uh, just keep it, you know, you can Google it. Um, Phil right, and Rick. If you, I would love to have them on if you could ever get that sort of situation going. If you could bring them in, you, we could all talk together. Because I know you were talking to me one night. You were like, hey, well, I'm just having a drink with one of the one of the guys and he's fucking awesome. You know So I was like, Hey, like, that'd be a great podcast. That, that, yeah. that at least was Rick, in my head. Rick, Rick McGlivers would be an amazing podcast guest. He's been on a couple podcasts before, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll talk to him, but um, humble small podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he, uh, but I, so I knew that they were there. So I went and signed up and then like, I, that's how I really got into it. That was, you know, a couple years ago. And I really like, was like, all right, now I'm, I was like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this thing. I don't care. Like I've, gone and stopped and gone and stopped so many times which is as you go on and just you, you realize people do that a lot people kind of like they start and they stop and they start and they stop and they start and they stop and then they start and then they keep going and then once they keep going a little bit they're like fuck i should have never stopped that's my story too um and what but and how old were you when you finally started like all right i'm doing this this was let's see covid hit March of 2020, right? Right. So you know what it was? It was probably a yearish before that. However, even then, even though I was like, I'm doing this, that was like I was training for a couple months, and then I had to get shoulder surgery, not related to jiu-jitsu, just related to a work injury. Um, I had to get shoulder surgery. She was out, but like, you know, now if I had to get surgery, he fired AT4 in, in, indoors, folks. That's what, that's what I did. <laughs> <right. laughs> well, no, never fired an AT4. Would love to. If anybody has one, um, but. Uh, they, uh, so I had to get surgery. So I was out for six months. And again, like this was like, if I got, if I had to get shoulder surgery right now, I know what I would do to keep my jujitsu as fresh and as, you know, as much training as possible dealing with limitations. I was a several month white belt at the time, you know? And so it's like, I, I couldn't really do anything. My coach, the coaches were very nice. They were like, you can come by, you can do whatever. And I was like, yeah, let me figure it out. And, but I didn't know what to do. So I basically took six months off. And then I come back and I was back for another two months. And then they're like, oh, hey, we're shutting the gym down because of COVID. And I was like, what the fuck? So basically, after we reopened from COVID, which was August of 2020, I was there. I got the text from the gym manager, who's actually now a really good friend of mine. And he was like, hey, we're opening back up in August. And I said, okay, like, I will be there. And I was there. I was the first one there that day. I'll never forget. I was the first one there. And then I just didn't stop that's like, I just haven't stopped going since. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, too, that's, like you were, you were telling me that like, even during shutdown, he had to do like some sort of, uh, some speakeasy style, like hidden underground <laughs> training sessions. Like I remember that was a funny thing that you were telling us about and shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That's it was a wild weird. West time back then. We, we folks. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. There may have been some instances where the, we had to board up the windows of the gym because of the riots. And then maybe the boards had to stay up for a little bit and, Maybe people were inside that gym. I can't confirm or deny that, but uh, it's a, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, secret knocks. Um, but, uh, you know, we got through it. So we did, um, we did that. And, uh, and yeah, and then like, it's been like whole hard training ever since then. I started competing a lot, like last year. Um, I've taken some time off of competing just because of grad school, but that brings us to the reason we're here. The long winded reason why we're here in the first place. Um, I have a, a match coming up on November 13th. And I'm not just here to promote the match. I'm here to promote um, 
and bring awareness to a fundraiser uh, or excuse me, a fundraising organization. Uh, I guess they're not a fundraising organization. They're an organization that we are helping raise funds for. (laughs) (laughs) They're an organization we are helping raise funds for called We Defy and We Defy helps get disabled combat veterans into jujitsu and fitness. Um, You can read about them all on their website. They are a fantastic organization. Um, I, the part of my story I skipped is that while I was so fortunate to make it out of my military service without any, you know, major physical, I got all my limbs intact. I got, I'm, I'm good to go. You know, I'm uh, for, for, you know, relative to, to, to some people I am, I got off scot-free relative to, uh, relative to, to some of our, you know, some of the hard hitters out there that have been, you know, that, that, that did the damn thing. So you know, for those that, that aren't as, uh, weren't as fortunate as me, they, even, even, even me, like even somebody who's not like, I have no major physical ailments. I, you know, I'm, it's awesome. Like I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm very lucky. Um, but even for me, like I, 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 I should put this, I jujitsu helped me get out of the military. It's not like anybody, not like they got me out, but you know, in the military, you have a community, you have the, it's, I know it's kind of a stereotype, but it's true. You have a, you have a, a community of people and the community that you have there is unlike any other community that you have outside of there. It's just, you know, that that's just how it is. And it's not, you know, it, it's not to say like, I don't know, it's not to say anything bad about anything else, but it's just the community in the military is a very, very unique community. And so when I got out of that, I personally needed another community and I, keep saying I will never forget, but I will never forget this because the day I got out of the military was a big deal. Like I called you. I was like, I left base for the last time. Um, and I left base and I was like, look, I remember like looking at the base in the rearview mirror, having my uniform in my backpack and just being like, well, fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there are definitely times like going back to like, uh, uh, the first role. It's like, there are definitely times where like it's, you could tell it's a, the chapters ended yeah 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 exactly and 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 it was cool like i was like it was like you know it was bittersweet it was one of those things where i was like i knew it was time um for me for you know for a multitude of reasons but um i um i I knew it was time to move on and um but i'll never forget because i you know i look back and i was like okay my whole identity for the past six years was being in the military you know when you're in the military you can't be half-assed in the military that's just not going to cut it you're your whole identity and your whole life is tied to that because it has to be right. You have to do your job. You have to be able to do your job at any given time. You have to be able to do your job effectively at any given time because you start fucking up, bad things start happening. And so now it's like, okay, that's over. And it's, it's a big mental, you know, amongst other mental um, issues that I don't, you know, that we don't have to go into right now. Like it's, it's just very taxing on your brain. I'll never, no, we're going to bear them all in this episode. For you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all right. But I, um, I went after, after I left base, cause I got, a, I left a little, you know, before the typical quote unquote work day would end. Um, so I went to the gym, I lifted weights and then I went to jujitsu because that's what I did every day. And I'll never forget because, like, to me, this was like one of the biggest days of my life. And I just pull up to the gym. I walk in, and my friend Dan was there, and we're like, "Oh, what's up? What's going on?" And he's just like, "Not much." And he's like, "Dude," and he just starts like complaining about something. Dan's like one of my best friends at Jiu-Jitsu, and he just like starts complaining about something. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm laughing. I'm just like, Dan, 
to Dan is just like a, a normal whatever day of the week it was, you know. Yeah. And uh, but then I just remember at one point we were talking. He's like, "Oh yeah, today's your last day, huh?" I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "How was it?" And I was like, "Ah, it was all right, you know. Did did the paperwork." Guy there, he goes, "Yeah, cool. That's awesome, man." Yeah. So anyway, and I'm just like, it it just made it like so not big of a deal that I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Like, it's life's going on, you know. Life life is life is not stopping. And and then I had all my friends there, and you know, it was just a great just a great night. And and yeah, because it's like because for them nothing changed. Yeah. You know, except that you got more available. You know, what I mean? like, yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, that was a good thing for them. Yeah, and so today, so that or not today, but that 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 day was just like, yeah, it was wild. So, but anyway, yeah, jujitsu. Like, I was not necessarily in the best, uh, you know, mental state. Uh, again, just had a lot going on, and and de- you're dealing with stuff, and you're leaving a family and a community, and. But jujitsu really gave me like another family. It's, it's, it's very, yeah, it's it's a very community. Yeah, it's a very tight knit community. And while it can't perfectly emulate the military, well, there, I mean, it's also there's a lot of veterans that train jujitsu, and I think it's for this reason. Like they, it gives you another family, it gives you another community of similar. It's it's kind of like similarly minded people, and also like it's a community of people you're doing a bunch of hard shit with, um, and that's that's you know that bonds people. So I'm looking off on a tangent there about myself. I'm sorry, but. Uh, we That's defy. You're on. That's fine. <laughs> they they get uh, they get disabled combat veterans into um, into fitness and jujitsu, and so I have a match on November 13th with the uh, Riverfront Fights. Uh, they're a really cool organization out of Delaware, um, and it is a fundraiser for We Defy. So we are currently fundraising. Uh, let me just bring up all the info so I don't put out anything. Yeah, and then the anything that. Uh that goose is going to be talking about folks. I'll make sure to put into the uh, episode description. So you could go to all those links and check out all the stuff. Uh, yes, so uh, if I could bother you while you're looking stuff up, is this fight going to be in Delaware? You're going to be in that? But... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's in Wilmington. Nice. Um, Wilmington, Delaware, the riverfront is the organization and they um, like, yeah, it, the, the, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be an amazing card. If you look at the people on this card, it's like, I mean, front to back, it's 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 killers. It's if you are a fan of jiu-jitsu, submission grappling, what have you, like this is going to be a card to watch. I mean, we got some of the most people are from like the East Coast. I mean, it's pretty much just an all-star team of the East Coast, and some people are coming in from further. But it's uh, it's funny. I just went to go look for the flyer, and I'm looking at all the fights now, and I'm just like, or all the matches now, rather. And um, yeah, it's cool. It's uh, it's going to be a good one. But um, yeah, so anyway, the, the whole point of the event is to uh, is to raise money for WeDefy. So they have each each uh, each participant raising money. And so if you would like to donate, if you'd like to help, uh, you can just Venmo. It's real simple. You just go on Venmo, just like anything else, and you just Venmo at Riverfront Fights, and then um, I'm sure you you said you put that in the description. But Riverfront Fights is on Venmo. And uh, just put my name, which is uh, Sean, S-E-A-N. My last name is kind of hard to spell, but it's R-O-B-I-C-H-A-U-D. Um, if you just put Sean R, I think I'm the only Sean R on the card. Put that in the comment when you send the thing, just so they know I sent you. Um, or if you don't like me, you can put my wife's name, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> you can put Kelly Zacchio. That's fine. Um, it doesn't really, I don't really care if you don't put anybody's name, to be honest with you. I just care that this money goes to these people. But um yeah, Kelly Zacchio. She has to. Re- she uh, is she's also fighting. Well. Yeah, yeah. She's also on the card. So, um, husband and wife duo, folks. Just yeah. so you know. 
yeah, it's uh, it's actually kind of cool that we both ended up getting matches on the card. We were very, we weren't sure if that was going to happen. And Kelly got hers like two days before I got mine. And I was like, motherfucker, they didn't pick me for this card. I was like, I freaking, nobody's going to bring more attention to this cause to me. And then oh, two <laughs> and, days later. She, it wasn't because she started after you did too. Because I remember she wasn't an avid jujitsu person. And then, she, and then you told me when she started to get into it. And it got really, she got really good. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, she got into it because I was basically like, I knew she'd be good at it. And I knew she would like it. But if you know my wife for more than five minutes, she's not the kind of person that you can be like, oh, I think you'll like this. You should do it. Um, this isn't news to her either. Uh, it's not like I'm breaking any news. Like you, at least so like I just started like dropping subtle hints, and you know we do something, and I'd be like, hey, why don't you try this? Try this chug yeah, out. Come, come to class. See what's what's yeah. up. You know, every once in a while I'd be like, yeah, you know, you you come if you're interested. You know, whatever. You know, yeah, but I would never like be like, oh, you should come to class because the second I would, if I ever said, hey, you should come try jujitsu, she'd be like, no. That's that's, that's how we that's how the yeah. female brain works. That's uh, you know, yeah. not we're not gonna start that whole fight, but. I mean, like, <laughs> No, but no, no but I she, get it, man. That's she's a, just very, yeah. yeah so I, I know. And again, this is not news to anybody. But this is, uh, but anyway, she ended up doing it, and I think she ended up liking it. But uh, no, yeah, she's I think a, that's awesome. I think that's uh, the, the both you getting in on it, both you raising raising the money for this whole thing, and also like, hey, is this a thing that we the public could attend? Um, I believe it is. If not, it will be. Uh, yes, I mean, it, it, it. I'll put it this way: it's definitely things the public can attend. Um, in Wilmington. Um. If you are not going to be in Wilmington that day, though, it will be streamed, I believe, on YouTube or Facebook. Um, and I'll put yeah, the link so out Yeah, definitely that. give me the link for that because Mike's the, the same thing when he's fighting over in Wales. Of course, yeah. I'm not going to be able to go see that fight. But, hey, folks, you know, you never know. You might be able to catch me or Goose and live in person. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it'll be November 13th uh, in, in, in Wilmington, and then uh, it will be streamed as well. That is a Sunday for everybody that is a who Sunday. is wondering. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, you know, we're raising money. Um, like I said, you know, I'm on the card. Kelly's on the card. We have a bunch of friends on the card. Um, I, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. And so the whole organization, the whole proceeds go to, um, to We Defy, which is, again, go read up on their website, go read what they do. Cause they really, I mean, they really make a difference. They really help people. This isn't one of those charities that you're going to throw money at. And then all of a sudden the money is just going to end up in some dude's pocket. No, they, they, this, they're legit. They, uh, or better yet. When you, when you, it, it goes to a celebrity that they have for the advertisements that they do a lot. It's, it's yeah, a lot of yeah. Bullshit thing. No, yeah. Nothing like that. These guys are as legit as it gets. Um, they've been doing good work for a long time. So they, um, and they, they know, you know, they're jujitsu guys, they're veterans. They know how to get jujitsu. They know how to get veterans into jujitsu. And I think it's something that if you're out there and you're a veteran listening to this and you don't train and you're looking for that sense of, uh, of, of kind of community and belonging, then get your ass to your nearest jujitsu gym. Um, if you don't know where to train or if you don't know what's legit, find me. Uh, you can find me on <laughs> at, people, at people doing martial arts on Instagram. That's my, my martial arts photography page. I'm on that a lot more than I am on my personal social media. Um, find me, message me and, and I'll help you find something in your area. Cause there's a bunch of legit gyms out there. And if you're not training and you've been involved in any sort of, if you're a veteran or law enforcement, firefighter, what have you, I mean, the, the community you'll find there is, and even if you're not, in even of those just, things, I was going to say, just a random civilian, just, just a random person, person that just wants to do something. Everybody that trains jujitsu is a giant jujitsu evangelist. I get it. Like it's annoying, but the, the fact of the matter is like, I'm, I'm saying this cause I truly believe it. I think it'll just make your life better. Like I, your life like if your life's going good great you can make it better if your life sucks it'll you know maybe maybe it'll still suck but it'll suck a little bit less and uh 
you'll learn a lot and you meet cool people. And um, as an adult too, it's, you know, as a kid, I used to compete a lot in sports and you don't have a lot of avenues to compete um, as a, as, as a kid or as, as an adult rather. And this is like an avenue that I love competing. I, there's nothing more, I, nothing I like more. And so jujitsu gives me an avenue to compete and it gives me an avenue to compete against people that are very talented and very skilled. And it's allowed me to meet cool people and, 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 and just do a bunch of cool things. And like, I mean, you know, for the, for the listeners, uh, you know, my, we talked about my wife before she trained, I mean, she was, she was a college level softball player, the, the powerlifting competitions. She is, she's a complete stud of an athlete. I mean, I have no problem saying my wife is twice the athlete I'll ever be, but, uh, and then, and this is a great, you know, it's been great for her. You know, we, we, we train together technically, but we train separate, but together, you know, it's one of those things where we, yeah. uh, but, uh, I mean, she's, she's a complete monster of an athlete. I mean, and, and she's, she's just so, so talented in, in, in athletics. And she, um, she has found that jujitsu is a, a great way for her to still compete in something. And she, she loves it and she competes a lot and I compete a lot. So, um, okay, I'm going to stop evangelizing for jujitsu now, but I highly recommend if you, if you are listening to this and you, are interested in jujitsu message me message anybody related to this podcast even seti and he'll be like well i didn't hear that episode why are you guys messaging me about jujitsu but uh <laughs> but he'll he'll relay the message to me and then i'll relay it to goose mm. but yeah no I, I just thought of a um what's it called like a little tagline for your which is the worst tagline in the world but i'm just gonna put it anybody's gonna diary of the mouth it's uh that organization it puts it puts veterans into jujitsu and jujitsu into veterans. <laughs> It'll be a, a, I'll, yeah, I'll I'll to them. It's the it's the worst thing possible. But hey, you know yeah. it's, it's a work it's a work in progress. Work in progress. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No, thank uh, thank you for that. Like that was um, I mean, just that whole story, just hearing it from start to finish. Because like I said, I I only know, and that's the best thing about this whole thing. Like, I, I mean, like not that I wouldn't talk to you about this just next time we hang out, whatever the fuck, but just having a format where I could kind of like really interview my friends. Like, let me really see what these fuckers are. (laughs) But no, but I mean, I never got to hear some of that earlier stuff, which was really cool. And so I think it's a a great story for folks that it's like, Hey, like you don't have to be like, cause I feel like a lot of times where you hear about these athletes, it's like, Oh, well they like, like you said, like uh, Kelly's a fucking monster athlete, like or or they're just uh, they're they're kind of like they were born for this sort of thing. Like all oh, these people, like they just came from this fighting class or cast of people, and this and that. Where it's like, no, like some just regular ass folks. Like you said, Lex Friedman got his yeah. uh got his fucking black belt jujitsu at your gym type deal. So at my like, gym, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's you got Rick, the guys. Was, the guys I was talking about earlier gave earlier gave Lex his black belt. Yeah. So like this is it's it's not like a. You know, this isn't like a thing where you have. There's oh, don't feel like oh, I'm, I'm not. There's no way I could do this type deal. Blah, blah, blah. I, I wouldn't even know where. I mean, yeah, of course, if you're like morbidly obese at 500 pounds, like maybe this isn't the best thing for you to start. You know, as your first thing to try to get back in shape. But like, uh, you know, like you still but, come. But yeah, you, I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. You definitely should be. You know, you know, it shouldn't be your first. It's not like oh, I'm going to join jujitsu and lose you know 100 pounds, whatever. You might, but. It's, there's better avenues to do that. However, if you are 500 pounds and you're looking to turn your life around, I think jujitsu is a good thing to get into. And it's something that you can get into. And it's not like there's like they're they're not going to hold you off at the door. They're like, oh wait, let me check. Do you do you have a a badass background in this? No, no. no, no okay, yeah. sorry. Turn your way at the door. Like you know, it's it's a very open community. 
which I feel like just like the whole thing where we got into whiskey, where we got into, you know, or just even me, like this is, and I'm not getting into that night thing just yet. Cause I'm still way over underweight for me to do anything like that. I got to bulk up some more, but, for uh, Oh, for when I want to start, you know, doing my night fighting. Oh, I think I meant for jujitsu. Okay. Yeah. You need oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I, I gotta, I gotta bulk up more. I, I just lost fucking 20 pounds this yeah. year just from health. But, uh, uh, well, I mean like it was. 20 bad pounds i will say you know i'm, I'm you i feel i feel better but um <laughs> yeah no but i gotta definitely put on healthy pounds now but uh but yeah no i mean like it's it's something that they're not gonna just completely shun you away because you don't have this you know tier one background oh you're, you're not a, a door kicker well sorry fucking shun you away type deal it's like no you could join this you know without any experience without any sort of martial arts background just join just learn be open to the learning experience Yep. And it might be good to get the discipline there. Like when I was a kid, I when I did the traditional martial arts stuff, like I wasn't disciplined at all. And then I took that sort of shit and I got it kicked into me. You know <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, I mean, and I definitely, you know, I say jujitsu just because I think it's, um, I just, I love jujitsu and I, but I love all, all martial arts. I mean, I still train Muay Thai, you know, I train with MMA guys, I train with Thai fighters, I train with, you know, and the great thing about martial arts is that like jujitsu is a community, but then like there's also the overreaching martial arts community as a whole, especially with the popularizing of like MMA. You know, I know guys that are pro MMA fighters. I know guys that are professional jujitsu guys. I know guys that are professional accountants that are kicking those guys' asses. You know, it's, so it's like, it's, it, it, you're, you're, you're dead on when you say like, you should just go for it. It doesn't matter. Your background doesn't matter anything because there's a place for you. Like there's 100% a place for you. I know, I mean, I train with everybody from, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, I, there's CEO, you know, CEOs that, I know CEOs that train jiu-jitsu. I also know dudes that, you know, I know, and I'm, like, one of my good friends is a teacher. One of my good friends is a cop. Like, you know, it's everybody in between. Accountant, real estate agent, chef. I'm just trying to name off some of the, the jobs my friends have. Uh, I don't even know what some people do. But, uh, you know, there's no... There's no one type of person that's good at jujitsu. We have one of my good friends that I train with all the time that I'm training with tonight. He's a former D1 college wrestler. You think that guy knows anything about grappling? Yeah, he does. Guess what? He came out on his first day of jujitsu and he put on a white belt just like everybody else. And he got his face smashed in the match just like everybody else. And he decided, okay. He, he walked in there with an open mind and just said, yeah, okay, cool. I'm a D1 college wrestler. I'm a badass amongst badasses. However, it's time for me to learn jujitsu. It's time for me to, to get humble. And so that's what he did. He let himself be humble. And now he's a hell of a fucking jujitsu player. He uses that wrestling to his advantage, obviously. Um, but I have everybody from him to, I have people that don't, I, I, I have friends that do jujitsu that don't work out. It's their only form of exercise. Crazy to me because I'm like, right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, very yeah, fit. You know me, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I have friends that do that and they, you know, we all, we train together. We, we beat each other up. We tap each other, you know, there's no room for there's no room for ego in jujitsu, which is which is great. I mean, occasionally it slips through the cracks, but for the most part, I mean, I know I know 120 pound girls that will beat up almost anybody listening to this podcast. You know, it's, it's and uh, you know it's 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 the truth. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a definitely there's a good place for everybody, and the the community does things as a whole. You know. We have this going on. There's also a popular jiu-jitsu promotion out there called Tap Cancer Out, where they raise money for cancer research every year. Yeah, didn't Dave do that one? Dave did that a long time ago. Kelly yeah. did it a couple years back. I was gonna do it this year, but the it's on the there's one in Philly on like the the Saturday before my match. So I was just like, I gotta raise. I, I can only raise money for one <laughs> one cause at a time. Um, 
That's all right. Next year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You should definitely like, I don't know, if you don't, if you really don't like me and you don't want to donate to this, uh, my cause, go donate to somebody doing tap cancer out, you know, just, these are all like legitimate, the, the community is very involved in, um, in, in that. And, uh, I, I credit yeah. or folks know. join a gym and get sponsored and sponsor tap cancer out for yourself or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. And go compete against I mean, goose. I, like, come on. It's, it's open. Yeah. You can, you can do that. I mean, you can definitely, I, I, I always recommend people compete. Um, competition in, in martial arts is, is, it really teaches you some stuff. You know, you can get as many roles in at the gym as you want. If you're a tie fighter, you know, you can get as much sparring session set in as you want. MMA fighter, same thing. There's nothing like competing against somebody in a tournament um, or even in a, just a one-on-one match, you know, a super fight. It's completely different. So I recommend getting into it, compete, you know, go out there. You don't have to be some, some ultra alpha male type athlete who's going to go out there and crush something. No, like trust me, there's nerds out there. That's what jujitsu is. It's a bunch of nerds kicking the crap out of each other. It's, it's like, uh, for the most part, I mean, obviously, and then there's also now with the popularization of it, we have a lot of wrestlers coming over. So there's also athletic studs, but it's nerds fighting athletes. Go look up Mikey Musmechi. Tell me that dude looks like a, that dude just looks like you're at that. Dude, if I said, Hey, this guy, he's one of these two things. He either programs computers or trains jujitsu. It's oh, like, so he looks like me. <laughs> he looks, he makes you look like a freaking ad. Go Google him right now. Mike, Mikey Musmechi. He's arguably the best grappler. Uh, I mean, Gordon Ryan is up there, but he, Mikey Musmechi is top, top three grapplers alive right now. You know, it's, it's, it's like okay, top five, but, um, he might be in the top three. He's up there. He's up there. We'll, we'll he's up there. The point is he's up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, the community, like these guys I'm going to train with tonight. That's why originally I had a time restriction, but I was able to start this a little earlier. Um, these guys I'm training with tonight. I'm not even training at my main gym tonight. I'm training at a gym called underground arts. If you're in New Jersey, they're in Riverton, New Jersey, go train there. Des, Craig and Onyx are the they're amazing. Yeah, obviously, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a team balance guy. That's my team. Rick and Phil have done so much for me. I'm not like, but what's cool about Rick and Phil is that they're not the kind of guys that own a jiu-jitsu gym and say, hey, you can't go train somewhere else. No, one of their black belts opened a gym. They say, go train there. Go train with him. He's good. Like, there's no ego. Rick and Phil could kill anybody I know with their bare hands without even putting up a fight. I, I've watched, I've watched Rick McGlory's run through several high-level black belts in a row, barely breaking a sweat. He's the toughest dude out there, and he has the littlest ego of all time. So I go train with my friends at Underground Arts on Fridays. I go train, you know, at Balance. Rick, I can text Rick at any time. Like, there's there's no – you go to these gyms, there's no ego. There's no that's, – that's what's great about it. These guys are the toughest, baddest dudes on the planet, and they're just some of the nicest people. Um, but I'm going to train at Underground Arts, my, my friend's gym in Riverton, New Jersey, those three guys I just mentioned. And um, Des and Craig are brothers, and it's – you know, they, they run the gym, and they are – I mean – well, uh, sorry to sorry to cut in there, but yeah, uh, I, I feel like that's a big difference because coming from the traditional world, like I do, like remember there being a the not so much like a stigma, but there was like a little bit of competitiveness. But I feel like that's also, you know, like I'm not gonna speak for the people that brought me up in that world, but like from judging off of like what I got out of it, it was more so like a like we did encourage like to, if they were in the alliance of like the schools that were like partnered up together, like they did do that. But like if you went out of school. Like, you know, it wasn't really a very, uh, it was kind of frowned upon type deal. So yeah. like, I feel like there's the difference between like when you're 
putting out those schools for like a in a sense for like a business sense versus like there's a passion for it there's people who want you to train with their their, their students or their their people that came, that came up with them or you know what i mean there's there's more of that like you said there, there's more of that community so which you can which will happen you will happen to come across some gyms where it's like oh fuck that gym we hate that gym or so there's other ones that are like no, no no train here train here train there like train as many places as you can get all get all the the experience you can get you know what i mean so yeah sorry if that means any no, you're you're 100% right. That that was a big thing in martial arts for a long time and the UFC helped change a lot of that because you know, we, just, we got to see like what works versus what doesn't work and it's very evident. And so yeah, when I go and I go train with my friends at another gym on on Friday and I like Kelly cross trains a lot at different gyms and it's like you should do that because nobody has all the answers. And so if you can get answers from as many people as possible, and guess what? Worst case scenario, you learn something, it doesn't work. It sucks. You go to a bad instructor, whatever. You're going to get that beaten out of you as soon as you return somewhere legitimate anyway, because it's just not going to work. And right. That's a trial and error. And that's it. And like you said, have that humility, have that open mind where it's like, I'm not going to be the untouchable. I'm going to get touched. (laughs) I'm I'm definitely going to get touched a lot and not the best ways. So, you know, definitely. I know for a fact when I'm going, I'm going to get the living shit kicked out of me on a daily basis for a good, probably year and a half before I even get anywhere near good. So listen, I teach a beginner jujitsu class and people are constantly asking in, in our school, the beginners don't roll and rolling is jujitsu for those that don't know. It's, it's how it's, it's the word for like sparring more or less in jujitsu. The beginner, the beginner class, you don't roll. Um, some schools do it differently and that's, you know, it's just, this is just how we do it. And so the beginner class, you don't roll, but we also don't keep people locked in the beginner class for a long time. You know, that's kind of the trade-off. Um, anyway, you have different schools do it differently. I'm not claiming we have the right answer. Just how we do it. Yeah. Um, so sure, that's your former basic. Yeah. And so we, we, we have a one-on-one class that I teach and a lot of people ask me, Hey, I'm ready to, am I ready to roll? Am I ready to, and, uh, I kind of forgot why I got into talking about this, but you mentioned something and it's just like, I want people again, the shit kicked out of you. You know, I, my criteria, if I'm going to tell somebody, Hey, you should go roll or you should go to, you should go to the advanced class and then you should go roll. My criteria are, are they going to be able to get the crap kicked out of them safely? That's like, I'm concerned with all these people's safety. Um, you know, if they're my students, I'm, I'm highly, that's the first thing obviously I'm concerned with because you're doing a physical thing. You're doing something that's rooted in violence. And as a community, the jiu-jitsu, the jiu-jitsu community should not forget that because I think we're starting to forget that, that our sport and our martial art is a martial art. Yeah, we're so whole, we're so wholesome and friendly. Like, yeah, but we're also fucking breaking arms, and you know, what I mean? like that's the, yeah. that's a there's, possibility. There, there's just a whole, there's a whole conversation that we could do another whole podcast on. But sport jujitsu versus like self defense jujitsu, there's a whole thing. Anyway, I, I'm not going to go into that right now. But just remember that when you train these things, you're training something rooted in violence, and never forget that that's what it's for. Right. Um. So yeah, when I go have my guys train, obviously I'm, I'm sending them to the wolves. Because for about a year, you're going to get the crap kicked out of you. And and that's how it should be. And, you know, granted, don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like you're just going to spend a year not being able to do anything. You're going to learn how to defend yourself. But that's that's how you learn. You practice the moves. You understand the positions. You understand what works, what doesn't work. And then you go and apply it. And when you apply it, you know, you know maybe you go against another white belt and you apply a technique and it works and you say, Oh my God, I'm great. I know how to do this technique. And then you get even just like some high level blue belt, some purple belt, and you try that crap on them. And they're like, they don't even lose a wink of sleepover. You know, it's like, Oh, this is so ineffective, so unrealistically ineffective. So then you learn, okay, cool. I can't do that. It worked against the guy that doesn't know. But as soon as I do it to somebody who knows something now, it doesn't work. Okay. I can't do that anymore. 
Okay, or maybe this this blue belt that I was going with caught me in three arm bars. How do I make myself not vulnerable to arm bars? And you work it. And then maybe if I do this, and then you go again, and then you get arm barred three times again, and you're like, well, that didn't work. Maybe I do this. And then you ask your coach and you ask for instruction and you just get better. And then, you know, a couple months in, you know, you you start being able to be competitive and some blue belt tells you, hey, man, good job. Like you didn't get tapped that round. And that's like such an accomplishment that like, oh my God, somebody with a color belt and blue belt, by the way, is the second belt. It's not like you're not anything crazy jujitsu god at that point you're somebody who's been training for a minute but as a white belt it's 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 all the difference and so you're going in and you're 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 working things and it's just so like yeah you're gonna get the crap kicked out of you for a year but that's good because you're gonna learn a ton you learn you learn so much by getting the crap kicked out of you <laughs> for the most part you know for the as long as you have good training partners um yeah have i evangelized jujitsu enough <laughs> have i convinced everybody to go <laughs> Right? Are, are you are you smoking yet? <laughs> that whole Family yeah. Guy ad. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's uh, it's just one of those things. that like you expect to, like I just like I said for studying all my manuals, where it's like okay, like everything that I thought I had a basic concept because you know we like I said we were never taught like weapons combat when I was doing the traditional tank sudo shit. Like it was always just like oh we do our forms, we do our sparring, that's about it. Like you know what I mean? We kind of. Yeah. We learn, we learn our like minor self-defense things, but that's pretty much the only thing that they taught us. But like in terms of a weapons class, like we did bow staff and then like a couple of, you know, uh, traditional style things. But like it, it was just, but learning the manuals, it's like, oh, okay, you're coming in with this. Like you could be so easily, if for someone who actually knows that shit, like it's the, the littlest swipe that you do that you, the minute you leave yourself open, just you're, you're fucked. You're done. You're gone for it. Like it's, it's yeah. just one of those things where I just know that, okay, everything that I knew up to this point has either been wrong. It's just a flashy bullshit that I saw in a movie once or twice. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's all this. It's like, this isn't practical, but what you're going to be learning is. So it's like, okay, like be open for that. Nothing that you like, like kind of like the whole thing to talk about. That. I guess we're bleeding into the philosophy here, but like when we're talking about like, the the with door kickers with um with any sort of thing that you got to I don't know, I don't know play around with where it's like there's a difference between all right that's what that is like you could knowing you know uh just fooling around with your buddies like what i would used to do like just getting like those little tiny sword fights you know around the house it's like, like you learn a little bit of the fundamentals like distance and, and, and shit like that but you're never gonna know what it's like when you're going against like the people who actually know what the fuck they're doing so definitely be mindful of that every chance that you get when you're stepping into uh like you said a sport that's rooted in violence it's like yeah you're gonna get your you're, you're gonna get checked and you're gonna have to just be okay with that and so that's and that's where i think we should end it there at least because um we don't want to get too long on it because i know you got somewhere to be and i know mabel's got uh her bullshit that she wants to try to get me to do like food <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, no, so thanks for for that, Goosey. I'm not even my story's bullshit now because I don't. It wasn't even a, a thing to begin. I didn't even have that much of a story to begin with. So that's good. <laughs> um, we'll go on to our third role, and then we'll move on to our philosophy part, where you're gonna like how I I stole from straight up from Grantham, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm starting to do dad advice. Uh, number seven is. Oh wait, no, that's one that say when I said he definitely wants to do number seven. So I I, okay. I think that'd be one that we say for him. Okay. So just not, not, not that you're not good enough for it, but it's just one of those things that I, I think. Uh, okay, uh, this is this is another one. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Which one of the seven dwarves is most like your personality? I'm gonna have to Google what the seven dwarves. Yeah, are. I was just about to say that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have no idea. All right, uh, uh, probably Gimli. Um, is- <laughs> That's, there we go. Uh, let's see the seven dwarf. 
uh, names. Okay. So it was dopey, bashful, grumpy, sleepy, sneezy, happy, doc. Uh, I think that was... Yeah, bashful, doc, dopey, grumpy, happy, sleepy, sneezy. You know, today it's it's sleepy. Uh, that is, for, probably for the last week, it's been sleepy. I just finished my third coffee. Um, I guess for the most part, probably dopey. I'm pretty dopey. I I want to say for the longest time I was definitely grumpy. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, for the longest time, just definitely grumpy. But grumpy about bullshit that I couldn't change. Grumpy about stuff that I was just, it's just I was in my own head a lot. So like, I'm hopefully gonna turn around from grumpy to Doc. But like, Doc was like the one that was always like, uh, almost like kind of like the leader ish. The the one that was like kind of like he was kind because he wasn't really falling. I, I at least from what I remember from the lore, uh, Doc was kind of just like your. Uh, let's see if I could look at the pictures. Yeah, Doc. I think he was the the, the leader, the leader one. Where it was like, okay, I, let me let me encapsulate all the bullshit that I, you know, all kind of like all these traits and let me kind of like figure out a way to make them all work for me type mm-hmm. so i feel like that's i feel like that's where i want to be that's where i'm going with it like let me let me finally be the master of my own fucking destiny and just stop fucking falling into a certain niche you know let me kind of like figure it out for the better i don't know at least that's where i'm being kind of optimistic about it like <laughs> the, yeah. or hopefully i'm not too arrogant about it either you know who's to say i'm not gonna definitely be like that but you know i'm just i'm trying you know i'm trying to utilize everything so but yeah, that's uh, that's another. Sometimes you get good ones, folks. Sometimes you get bad ones. But that's that's how it goes. And uh, so finally, our philosophy. Let's let's wrap up our whole thing that we've been talking about. And I can't, like I said, we kind of bled into it before talking about our whole thing. But to kind of sum everything up, though, and um, you know, like I said, maybe give your best dad advice out there to to fellow listeners who might be needing someone of your caliber, goose, to uh, give them some. They, what are they? What am I? Twenty uh, two. That's um, I'm pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Well, you know, someone with the, you know, because uh, quite frankly, I love the fact that I know so many different people, so many different backgrounds. Like if, if Mike was able to say something that was resonate with someone who um, that someone really liked Mike and someone liked, um, yeah. you know, what he was kind of coming from. So same thing with you. Like we got a viewer out there that, you know, they don't quite fall into, you know, I don't know why they would be listening to this podcast. To begin with, but I mean, like if uh, but for per se, like, you know, like maybe you would be able to give or, or just to mention like the shit that you've gone through and what I've gone through two different lifestyles so i mean like sure. it's you know maybe one thing we could take away so yeah what, what would you say for, to the folks so, out there Goosey? so just give them like like a like a like a one-liner advice or just any sort of it doesn't have to be a one-liner just anything that you that you feel like has to be something that maybe something that you would have liked to been told when you were growing up that's yeah how, that's how i like to see it too like, okay yeah i like that random dad advice yeah i like that um um i'm gonna steal from I'm gonna I'm gonna basically steal from Jocko uh, from Jocko Willink for those unfamiliar. Hey, he's not, he's not uh, a bad guy to steal from. I mean, like he's no. a bad guy to steal from. Like, I would not do, but <laughs> from himself, but, but uh, right, but to, yeah. to to share a philosophy with, he's not a bad guy yeah. to do that with. So that's good. no, no. Um, I, I'm gonna steal steal from Jocko, and like I, I won't directly steal from him, but basically, uh, you are ultimately responsible for everything in your life. Um, that not to say that if you've gone through some sort of trauma or abuse or you know whatever that's not saying it's your fault um but you are ultimately responsible for everything in your life the once you realize that for me anyway once i realized that truly understood what that meant 
I am responsible for anything in my life. If I have successes, you know, that's great. That's, that's on me. And then if I have failures, it's like, okay, cool. That's on me as well. This is me. Like I, even if somebody fucks me over, even if some, you know, whatever happens, I put myself in that situation and it's not to say you should look at everything in your life that comes your way and say, Oh, this is my fault. How could I let this happen? Right. That's why, more, he, that's why folks, he did write two books. One was yeah. extreme ownership and one was <laughs> yeah. a dichotomy. You know what yeah. I mean? So like there is a, there is a balance. Per yes. se. Yeah. But you need to understand that if you want, like, I know it's the most cheesy advice ever, but like basically if you want something, if you want something to be a certain way, like that's up to you. Like it can be. And, but yeah, you it's know, not going to be gifted the, to you. It's not. Yeah. The classic no example of, is, is just like, is, is working out, right? Like, I mean, I'm somebody who just, I, I work out every day. That's just what I do. But it's not like I was just born with some intuitive notion to like, I should do this. And like, it's easy. Like, no, it's hard. I'm a naturally lazy person, but I just get up every day and work out. Like, that's just it. You know, it's just, and then people, oh, I don't have time. I don't have this. Okay. It's cool. Maybe you don't have time. Maybe you can't do it. Maybe, you know, okay. Yeah. I don't know your life. Maybe, maybe you do have an incredibly complicated life. That's more complicated and that I'll ever understand. Okay. All right. Maybe, you know, that's cool. And then, but if you want something you're bad enough, you're going to work hard enough for it. If you don't work hard enough for it, then you didn't want it bad enough. You know, I've never said that out loud the way that I just phrased it. Clip that. That, that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty legit. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's if you, if you want, and, and, and this is like, I'm not just talking like, I'm not talking, I'm not trying to sound like a motivational Instagram post here, but like everything, like every little thing, not just like, you know, I want a job. I want to be in shape. I want like literally just every little thing every little thing like think about it like if you want mcdonald's but you're at home and you're like ah, i want mcdonald's but i'm not willing to go like that's a dumb then example you're not everything in life works like that everything in life works just like that like you know i uh, you know oh dude i thought you said you want mcdonald's yeah i didn't want to go okay cool you didn't want mcdonald's bad enough i know it's a dumb analogy but like that's literally you it's, it's a little easier to digest that way but that like works with everything like i want like i want a master's degree right now i'm going to school for a master's degree i'm struggling and uh not struggle one class i'm not doing great in but like okay cool i can just not do good in it or i can like i have very very, out yeah i have a very busy schedule but i've just been moving things around doing you know and that's not to say like i'm not very good at this so listen to this advice don't try to emulate me like i'm still working on it i'm i'm a much a much yeah uh, folks we're all works in progress i feel like that's just i I admit that every podcast i'm not the best person to listen to but like if you could get something to work for you maybe hopefully you know more power to you but yeah Yeah. um but yeah that's my general i'm I'm still a sinner so yeah i won't i won't i won't drag on with it too much but yeah that's been general advice is that like um i don't know if you it's it like you hear people say that all your life and then at one point for me it just clicked i was like oh yeah if i want something i just have to get it like that's yeah Sadie and i were talking about the uh a couple i think it was last episode we're or at the tail end of it we were like you know all that stuff that you hear is kind of cliche when you're growing up and you're like oh well like fuck you know they don't know what's going on you know <laughs> you, you yeah know? yeah but until you're actually in it like yeah no like it's it's real folks it, and it sounds yeah. close to, it sounds so fucking like simple and cliche because it is yeah where yeah, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. And then, uh, at least for me, though, like, it, I think I was, <sighs> how, how can I put this without sounding like a complete narcissistic fucking asshole? But um, <laughs> my problem was I always relied on, and I could even look back at how I just behaved in class sort of sense, where, like, I kind of just relied on natural talent mm-hmm. versus hard work. Yeah. Because 
me not trying, I could do pretty well. Like I, I like I, I definitely high C's, low B's for not trying. Uh, but like if I really wanted to go the extra effort, like uh, to get something, like you got to do it. So like there's that. I think it was a quote that just came across. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a bunch of these motivational things that come across my fucking feed these days. I think it's the, the algorithm trying to warp my brain. But um, it's one of those things where it's like uh, I get. I think it was Doc Ock talking to Peter Parker and like the 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 Spider Man, uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider Mans. Where it's like, yeah, no, my, my professor friend, he says that you're brilliant, but he's like, but you're also lazy. So it's like, it's mm. not, that's not how it fucking works, kid. Like, if you want to be brilliant, like, you got, like, that's, it's one thing to be brilliant, but the, but the lazy thing, that's what's, that's what's going to hold you back. Whereas you like, yeah, you, could, you could have all that natural talent. You could have all that. You could have that, oh, I, I, I'm actually decent at jujitsu, but like, if you want to actually, like, be good at it, yeah, you could, you could be, you could, you could be the best white belt that there is. You know what I mean? But, Especially in, in when it comes to an actual like real life, or like in a video game or any sort of like the you know the, this is a video game podcast you know so if I could steer the boat back around to that mm-hmm. or like I always talk to like yeah I was naturally good I guess so that that little bit of Asian in me <laughs> you know I was definitely good at the hand eye coordination to be able to the you know, little bit of Asian in you you were born in Asia oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, the, I guess the little bit I I lit <laughs> loose I guess I should say but um yeah no it, it's I mean, maybe that was the thing that played into it. Who the fuck knows? But like, I was always pretty good at like, you know, I kept a, a pretty consistent three KD, you know, for in a lot of games where I was just kind of just doing my thing. But if I really, there was no game that I actually like, or, or a game that I really, really, really liked that I really poured in all like I was phenomenal at it. So it's like, yeah, no, that's and like you said, like the hard work, the dedication, the the drive, like that shit shows. It does show, like it really does. It, it's it's not bullshit. You may, you know, if you can think about it in a video game sense, apply that video game shit to real life, which is what I think. This is what this whole podcast is about. Like, you know, if you if you learn it in a game, apply it out there, see if it's the same thing. But I mean, not like you know, don't don't try to fucking light your sword on fire and go after a dragon because that doesn't fucking work. But like, or, or that doesn't exist. But I mean, like, if you learn, like, oh, okay, like maybe this isn't the right way to go about solving this mission. Maybe, okay, yeah. door kickers. I I wasn't in the right mindset like oh so instead of saying well fuck this game i'm not good at well no learn from it yeah learn from i do um sorry i don't mean to interrupt you i do have to get going but um one thing i just want and we've also been going for almost two hours at this point um yeah no that, that's fine we're, we'll end it we're, we're gonna yeah. pretty soon but this. but uh that you said something that just reminded me maybe we could end on this i had I have, a, I have a good friend who um he He's a very successful accountant. Um, I think he's the CFO of a company right now. He does very well for himself. Uh, he played on the Toronto Blue Jays, and um, he, or I'll say, he was a member of the Blue Jays organization. I don't know if he ever played for the Blue Jays. Maybe just been in the farm team or whatever. But he's a great guy, and he uh, he said uh, he said he had a coach one time that like cause he was kind of that too. Like just had a lot of natural talent in baseball. Just you know, just you know, God given talent in baseball. And he said he had a coach come up to him one time and said, uh, his, his, his name is actually Corey. Um, oh, look at that. Yeah. And he uh, he was like, the coach came up to him and was like, you know what your problem is, Corey? And he's like, what? He goes, you got D1 talent with a D7 work ethic. Oh, there yeah. it is. There yeah. it is. So that's, uh, I think that's, that might be a good way to wrap it up with the philosophy section. <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure, guys. Like, it, it, follow. Uh, if when you got something that you want to do, make sure you actually fucking do it. Don't just rely on, like you said, like nothing's gonna be given to you. You're actually gonna be given a black belt. You're actually gonna be given, uh, you know, a, a, a spot on a on a competitive, 
night team or you're not going to you're not going to be given a spot to fucking roll for a charity. You know what I mean? Like, you you know, just work for it, work hard. And I feel like that's I, I mean, as, as much as we keep harping on it, but, you yeah, know, just just do it. You know what I mean? Just just yeah. do it and 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 love it and be passionate about it. And don't just yeah. think it's going to fall out of the sky. Like, go get that McDonald's if you want to get it. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. I feel like that's a good way to end there. Yep. So thank you, you, Goosey. Uh, I'm yeah. going to make sure definitely send me all the shit so I could link it to our folks out there. Yes, I'll send and, it to uh, you. You know, folks, if you want to if you want to do all that stuff where you email us, subscribe us, all the other shit like that, you know what to do. I ain't going to harp on it anymore. Yeah. You know, you, you're all are, are adults. So I you should harp on it. I'll harp on it for you. Like and subscribe to Gamers of <laughs> the System on Spotify, on Instagram, wherever you consume podcasts. Like, subscribe, leave a review. Leave a review. That helps the algorithm a lot. Um, even if you hate it, just leave a review. They'd say, like, this is the worst podcast of all time. This guy droned on about jiu-jitsu forever and then gave me some cheesy Instagram advice. Um, but we need, that, like, we need that input. So, yeah. And while you're at it, follow uh, at People Doing Martial Arts on Instagram. It's a martial arts photography page that I run. And uh, you can learn about how to donate to We Defy organization uh, in support of this match I have coming up if you are interested in it. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll let you take take it out. I, I couldn't just... have said it better, folks. We love you, and we'll catch <laughs> you in the next one. Peace. Right, bye.